Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Charlie Baker. And Andy Jacobs. This is the H&J Daily. Uh, we had a lovely afternoon, me and you, didn't we? We did. Really nice. Lots of our bits, lots of our chat, lots of our silly stuff. We also had Danny Kelly on with us, who actually knew about football and who knew, knew who the Watford manager was, unlike Andy Jacobs. Um, and Max Whittle, who was at the Sidemen charity game. I'm going to say Valerian Ismail. <laughs> there we are. He is the Watford manager. Here it is. Good afternoon, Andy. Uh, good afternoon, Charlie. And uh, Fletch told us there that England will be wearing shirts with the original crest from the 150 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. But after Saturday's board ride, I'd make them wear those thick woolly ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, big thick jumpers. <laughs> it wasn't Come a great on. game, was it? It was terrible. We're going to talk about quite a lot about that with Danny. Yes, though, we will so, do, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll you told me you detail. woke up early just dreaming about Chelsea. Just, oh, yeah, don't go into that. Why, you don't want to go into it. Just, no, it's no. just keeping me awake. That's, there's no, no change there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, every game though in the Premier League last week was better than that game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm not. Fa- Apart from the latter stages of major tournaments, I find international football so tedious. Yeah, there the, you go. I've the, said it. This international break is uh, it's 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 boring. Let's be honest. It Although was. for Talk United, mm. it was not an international break, uh, Andy, which is my team. I don't know if you saw what a goal. Brett McGavin's goal. If you can seek it out, see, go to my Instagram and you'll find it. Follow me on Instagram. You'll see Brett McGavin's goal. It's on there today. An absolute cracker, a, a thundering volley it was, from outside it was, it the box. I, I can't over over <clears> talk <throat> about me. it. Absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It really was. Um, you also had a national event in your street on the. We did <laughs> on Saturday, really Andy, didn't you? Uh, the the escapee from Wandsworth prison yeah. uh, made his way to Chiswick it took him three days I'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> traffic in our area is so bad but it, basically I woke up to find the whole of the street just full of police yeah police vans and they were stopping the residents and such and it had been going on, on all night I, I didn't even hear it yeah. I slept well that night but yeah, exactly. uh, it was incredible and uh, I tell you what I did notice though the, <clears throat> the governor of Wandsworth Jail is called Katie Price oh. no wonder he escaped <laughs> oh no not that Katie Price <laughs> wow there we are I didn't know she did that on the side as well <clears throat> no who knew that's nice so there's very interesting. Yeah, you they could have had you, you and you and Sue could have got out there with your table tennis bats mm. and tried to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you try to slow him down with him the in t- for a cup of tea? Exactly, I can imagine that. But apparently, he was seen 
we live opposite, a, it's a beautiful old cemetery, and uh, this woman was quoted and saying, oh, I saw him in the cemetery, but it's got five entrances, the cemetery, and you think, no, it hasn't. Oh, it's got right. two. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Whenever you read anything in the papers about something you know, it's always yeah. wrong, isn't it? So. Was, was that woman an estate agent? She <laughs> <laughs> just making everything seem... Make it sound better. <laughs> a little bit better than it was. Uh, uh, yeah, name, so gonna, I, want, I want to speak about... No, no, oh, you yeah, national to, events in your street. We were going we to take those on the text, 81089, if you've got uh, one of those, a national event that took part in your street, please keep it mm. that we can read it out this afternoon. We are on in the afternoon. Yes, one till four o'clock. Uh, Some stuff we can't do, obviously. Yeah, Chiswick got a right coating on social media. I mean, it is a very twee middle yeah. class place, but you yeah. know, even so, I thought it was a bit, a bit harsh. A bit harsh, maybe. Yeah. A national event in mm. your street, what took place, 81089, outside your front door? Neymar, Andy. Neymar. He broke uh, Pele's record. He said, uh, and this, he's always been very modest, Neymar. He said, uh, passing Pele does not mean that I am better than him. Oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> not one person in the universe, mate, thought you were. It's fantastic, bit isn't of, it? Bit of David Brent about that, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's not me saying that. <laughs> no, that's Alan Partridge, isn't it? Alan no. Partridge. Uh, I don't know if you've played pickleball. Have you played pickleball? Uh, I've been told to play pickleball. I've been told to play paddle. I've played paddle twice. It's really good. It's massively... It's really, really good. It's massive. Do you know why it's called pickleball? This is an incredible fact. No, there was an on. article about it in the Sunday Times yesterday. Go on. The origin of the sport's unusual name is unclear, although some say it's because one of the founder's dogs was named Pickles. Not bad. Naming a new sport and finding the World uh, Cup. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's impressive. That's why it's called pickleball. Nothing to do with pickles at all. Not pickles. Oh, there we the, are. The, not, not Branston or anything no, like that. No, I, like I that. think that's, no. that'll be the reason. But Oh, very nice. Yeah, maybe he was sort of lobbing the ball to the dog and the dog yeah. brought it back and he thought this will make a good game with us. So those, those games are like tennis, but they've made them easier. But now they're trying to make them professional, aren't they? Pickleball. And People paddle. love it, though. I haven't yeah, played yeah, myself, yeah. but it does, does look good. So you have your street, Andy, mm. I reckon. <laughs> pretty good. No, no, Did you read about Declan Rice? Declan Rice being interviewed this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, I was nervous the first day at Arsenal. Mm. I was down there on the Sunday. The lads weren't in, but I came out of the physio room and Arteta, just like little things he does, he put a sticker on my chest <laughs> saying, Hello, I'm the new person. <laughs> what a nightmare. Yeah. Hundred million quid. And you've got to wear a sticker That's saying, a I'm the much, new person. Really, isn't it? He said, I walked through the canteen trying to hide my chest in front of all the under 18 and under 21 so a sticker as an adult is an odd thing isn't it as a dentist do you still ask for a sticker Andy no but I suppose Arteta's thinking is to keep him on the you know get him on the ground sort of thing so he doesn't walk around not that he would because he's not that type of player is he not the type of bloke I don't think but I suppose you worry about him walking around strutting around saying we met Michael Carrick once and he said hello I'm Michael Carrick and I thought yeah, I know that. <laughs> Paul said I was wrong to say that, but I oh. it was a bit odd, though, wasn't well, it? I mean, he didn't have a sticker on. No he didn't have a sticker on. I went to a party at the Super Bowl when I was covering the Super Bowl for Channel 4 many, oh, yeah. many moons ago. Nice. And uh, I went to this party, and uh, it was quite a posh party. Joe Montana was there. It was all big oh, NFL right, Nice names, yeah. yeah. But it was held in somebody's private house. So, And I got invited. And I thought, well, I'll tell you what, I, you had to wear a sticker. Oh, yeah. And I put on my sticker, Pete Rosell Jr., Pete Rosell was the commissioner of the NFL. So I was walking around going, I'm, yeah, I'm his son. <laughs> Why have you got an English accent? Well, I got educated in England. <laughs> Did they believe you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow, they yeah. believed you. Yeah. There we are. Tremendous. That's no good, isn't it? Except when so, his dad walked in. Dad walked in. Not, <laughs> well, you never know with the NFL, do you, I suppose? No, there no. we are. So yeah. when did you have to wear a sticker 
Mm. As an adult, that's always good fun, isn't it? That's a nice one. Eight, ten, eighty-nine. A sticker. Whenever my kids now go to the dentist, I always ask for a sticker. I was a good boy. Oh, you yes. know, a Spider-Man <laughs> one. <laughs> all those sweet. things. So yeah, we'll take those. When did you have to wear a sticker or want to wear a sticker? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, Charlie Baker and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock on the Hawksby and Jacobs show. Uh, we've been asking uh, what happened in your street after Andy was at the, the centre of a the crime epicenter. scene, the epicentre. There we are. Uh, years ago when at uni in Hull, Keith Chegwin appeared doing his outside live broadcast on the big breakfast in my street with a hangover from hell. I went out to meet the legend that was Cheggers and he got to say my name on national TV. A proud moment, Matt Formerly of Hull, there we are. Funny you should say Hull. I'm in Hull on Saturday night on Talk. <laughs> no, you don't think that's good. Thank you to all the people from Talksport who did come to my that's tour the whole show. Audience, wasn't on, it? it was most of yeah, lots of Talksport fans in on Saturday night. Absolutely lovely. We're joined now, of course, by broadcasting legend and lovely man and and dear dear, dear friend Danny Kelly, who, who's going to be joining us later in the week as well to discuss the weekend's football. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, Charlie. Where did you say you're playing? Hole, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Around the country, Danny. Oh yeah, yeah this yeah. is absolutely fine. It's perfect. Um, uh, I know I've, I've got you on. I've got you on an app. I follow you around the country to do your gigs. Don't worry about that. Good idea. No, good, uh, Danny. A one-all, a disappointing one-all. I thought England were pretty anemic. Myself, it was disappointing. T- two things to be taken out here: the football and the surroundings of the football. On a football level, it was disappointing. We'll come back to that in a second. On the other level, getting away from uh, what was really a Ukraine political uh, event without getting beaten, I think, was very important. Um, it's a very important time for the Ukrainian people. Lots of people coming from the actual country to the venue in Poland. It was always going to be a huge emotional day. And um, if you'd had a... Gareth Southgate might not agree with me, but if you had a, an opportunity to fix the match, you say, let's have an honourable 1-1 draw, we celebrate our nationhood, you continue mm. to be unbeaten in the group, that was fantastic, and that's how it worked out. On the actual football pitch, so much to be said about that England team. Um, Gareth is a naturally defensive coach. He's a naturally, not negative, I don't, I don't want to use that word, he's naturally cautious coach. I think the double pivot as people mm. now call it, mm. of Henderson and Rice, completely over the top for that game. I know he doesn't trust centre-backs, but even so. And the, the, the knock-on from that is that the two English players who started the season best in their respective clubs in midfield, Madison and Bellingham, had to play out of position. If he played one pivot, Bellingham could have played as a kind of 10, and Madison could have played in the middle of midfield, the way he's doing for Spurs. Mm. Instead, we saw them time and again, the pair of them, running headlong into exactly the same space to no great effect. Um, so, yeah, there was all kinds of clunkiness about England's performance. But as I say, in the context, um, I think it's very much one of those get it out of the way, get away without defeat, that was important, yeah. and move on. On that, Jordan Henderson, though, and you talking about that then, it does make me think in the last Euros... It works so well with Rice and Calvin Phillips, doesn't it? It was absolutely oh. brilliant. But because Calvin Phillips hasn't kicked on, I suppose that's mm. held held the England team back yeah, as well. Would you Danny's agree, Andy? Right. No, because Dan, I don't do you do need agree with Danny Higgs. That's what I think. That's what I've written down. I thought England went backwards so much, I couldn't tell which way we were kicking. Honestly, <laughs> it's so negative the way we played. I thought it was 
really, really poor. Possession for possession's sake now mm. looks like football from 10 years ago, and you just got to avoid it. If you, I'm all for, you know, get as much, have the possession, but the very best teams are now turning the possession into attack and goal-scoring opportunities as quickly as they can. Um, and that's something yeah, England um, didn't do in that game at all, and it's partially because of the way they were set up. So many games in modern football now are one team with possession, the other team sitting back. It's quite tedious, isn't it? Why can't both teams attack? You're much better to watch, <laughs> well, isn't it? Andy, they can't attack if they haven't got the ball. This is the point no, with the best possession, so. isn't it? You, you don't. The best teams now, and this has been going on since Tick Attacker, the best teams don't defend their goal. They defend the ball. Mm. And by doing so, you deny the opposite. I mean, I'm like you. Mm. I would love to see a proper basketball game with both seeds going hammer and tongs, but that requires... 50-50 possession. Um, and that's, as you say, that is what coaches, spoil sports, have yeah, worked out. That if you've got right. superior players, hang on to the ball. I think what frustrates fans, it really frustrates me, is, I mean, when they, when, you, when you play someone like Jordan Henderson, you know, and I'm just using him as an example from Saturday. Are we've you? Got, we've got world-class, not Jordan Ayuna, we've got, we've got um, <laughs> world-class <laughs> players yeah. on the bench who have won everything in the game and are at the peak of their powers. And yet we, we seem appear to be hamstrung by playing someone who's coming towards the end of their career, just through for oh. safety's sake, to make, you know. What you're reflecting on there, though, is um, an absolutely unbreakable law of international football. And that is that every manager that comes in says, I'm going to play the youngsters, says <laughs> I'm going to pick people according to club form, and yeah. then they have success and they fall back on playing the people they trust and the people who've been with them on the journey. Um, Maguire, Henderson, there are probably others who people would uh, would pick out. They are, they've become his trusted lieutenants, um, and it's very, very hard for him, I think, for Gareth Southgate to remove them out of the team. You're right, Calvin Phillips was the obvious successor, but hasn't really done that. But to me, the issue would be, can we find a centre-back pairing that allows the England manager to trust De Declan Rice to defend and then unleash the enormous talent. And you're right, the bench is full of, you know, the, the Grealishes, Foden's didn't yeah. even start in this game. Um, I, I think Conor Gallagher's a very good player. Mason Mount will recover his form at some stage. All of these, uh, you know, Ivan Tony may come back and play for England. All of this can be poured at the opposition. Mm. Um, but it, he, he, has, he has gone down the classic route of over reliance on the old guard eventually happens to all long-serving international managers it will be criminal if we don't win anything absolutely, group absolutely. It will be. but it was, he was sort of praising Carl Walker who had a good game of course scored a lovely goal but he mm. he said he was good about the way he played Mudrick he said Mudrick has not hit the heights yet in the Premier League but he's a bloody dangerous player that's a quote from Gareth is he is that his yeah, brother I, think, I worked it out I, that he's worth 4.62 Ukrainian Herinius <laughs> that's two bob <laughs> There was one moment, there was one beautiful moment, wasn't there, where they had, there was an actual foot race between the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's quick enough, but then Walker's oh, extremely quick. Oh, he's super quick. quick. And, mm. and it, was, it was kind of Kyle, and he kept level. And I, I remember thinking in my head, not this week, Mikhaila. Maybe <laughs> maybe next year sometime, but not this week. Um, just and leaned of course, on him, didn't he, and took him Walker's, out. Yeah. Walker's goal. I mean, in all of the sort of talk, and because we're so used to it now, Almost lost in that is Kane's ball, oh, isn't great. it? They, and you see, yeah. you see how I'm I'm prepared still to give him all the praise. Oh, you love him. Um, it was a brilliant, brilliant ball, and um, I know you've got Andy Brassell on 
a little later, but on Transgender Express last night, he said there isn't another centre forward in world football who would have made that goal. He was so deep, spotted the pass and played it. I mean, Carl still had a bit to do, let's not kid ourselves, but it was an amazing pass. But this, yeah, is my, this is the frustration, really... surely. We've got, these, we've got world-class attacking players and a good coach, surely, uses what they've got, uses the positives that are in the team. And what Gareth seems to not be doing is using what he's got in front of him. He would argue that he, he gets lots of results. Their qualifying results are almost mm. impeccable. Mm. Um, and he's got mm. to the latter stages of the last two tournaments. He would argue sooner or later, you have to run into very good teams. Um, and you could argue um, in the case of one or two great teams. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's tournament football. Nothing's guaranteed. But in terms of grinding out results, um, however unexcitingly perhaps, um, I can't. I, I'm not going to knock him on that. I, I would prefer seeing him be a little bit more a uh, handbrake off, but it, you, you can't. You can't argue with football managers who win football matches. You have to wait for them to lose games before you yeah. can start up, Charlie. Yeah, I, was there, I mean, there were some odd moments in it. Henderson in front of goal and he passes it. And then at one point they had a throw in by the corner and they went ended up back at the keeper. You think well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That was really annoying, wasn't it? That oh, one. That was fair. because that was at a moment where the game was still in the balance. Um, and mm. you know, and to end up, I can't remember which of the defenders end up with the ball at his feet and passed it back to Jordan Pickford. And you just thought, I've seen a lot of this over the years in English football, and, and I don't want this very good team to be doing it either. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. It's me, Charlie Baker, and Andy Jacobs with you through till four o'clock. With us at the moment is Danny Kelly, who I'm sure did review Techno Mechanicus in the 80s for NME. I think I saw them at the, the White Horse and Walthamstow, yeah. yeah. Before they were cool. So, yeah, so, supporting a guy called Gerald, I think I remember. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, England v Scotland on Tuesday night. Do you want to talk about England v Scotland, Danny, or do you want to talk about Scotland? Let's talk about Scotland. They yeah, deserve it. They, 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 you know, it's not so long ago that people were, uh, by people, don't hide behind people, Danny. People like me were saying, <laughs> um, Scotland is finished as a, as a football nation. They're just not producing the talent anymore. But in the last few years, a mixture of getting some decent players who are playing at you know, a good level in the Premier League and beyond, um, mixed up with Steve Clark, who is a level-headed guy. He's not going to get carried away. He's not going to believe radio punters who say this Scotland can't be any good. Mm. And he has welded together a group of players. You know, it was an, an issue that they, they said they had too many good left backs, but he's found a way to play them all um, in and around the team. And in McTominay, who, you know, may not be to Manchester United's liking anymore. Um, J John McGinn has, be, has got just improved every year as a footballer. Um, and, they, they, you know, like so many European nations now, they're tremendously well-organised, tremendously passionate about what they're doing and lack an out-and-out -out striker. They found a way around that, particularly with McGinn's runs mm. from later in the pitch. And they, you know, they can qualify in the next, I think it's tonight, actually, if the results go their way, they will qualify Scotland and they deserve nothing but huge praise. Because don't forget, once you fall off of these, out of these seedings, for the top two places it's mm. really hard yeah. to come back and qualify out of these groups really hard and they're doing it automatically they deserve nothing but praise very tough game for england tomorrow and I, i'd imagine i'm sure the i'm sure the premier league managed delighted oh, with this yeah, fixture yeah, aren't they? Well, happy. <laughs> harry, yeah. harry kane will want to play and you'll be delighted he's no longer playing for spurs from that point of view <laughs> but it's a very tough game and you just wonder how scotland will approach it will it be like the ukraine game do you think they're gonna you'd imagine they'll let england have the ball 
you know that's how they will be coached to do it but um 70 or uh, yeah, 75,000 mm -hmm. Scottish people um with the flags and the noise that's going to be there I suspect they'll be a bit more up and atom than that um and that you know that's what you want from an England Scotland fixture uh, you don't want Scotland sitting on their edge of the box and hoping to get something on the break um I it's in a terrible time of the season and it's a nerve wracker, as I say, for managers and coaches up and down the country. But what a belting fixture in and of itself. I wish it was happening, um, you know, as the closer to the season so the players could really go yeah. at it. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, it still matters. That that derby still matters. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, well, I'm looking forward to the game hugely. Maybe a bit being a bit disingenuous, thinking that it's all going to kick each other up in the air because I think they're all you know they're all professional players. Yeah, aren't it will they, be yeah. a tough game. Yeah, be, last time. Charlie, they... Charlie, listen, Charlie. Brazilian and Argentinian players don't even bother waiting for the internationals. They do it in club games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I suspect that you're. I mm. hope you're wrong. I hope there'll be plenty of clog in it. I mean, just just word on the Scotland team again. You know, I think they've they've built this team. They've they've got quality throughout the team as well, haven't they? That's the key to it. It's not. I mean, the, and it, so it looks like it might have some longevity as well. Whereas the the, the Wales team was sort of mm. built about around one, maybe two world class players. Mm. The, the Scotland team seems to be built around sort of five or six very good footballers. Yeah, you I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't, um, and I'm not going to name names here. You wouldn't uh, say that some of these Scottish players are household names, but you've only ever got two ways of going international football. It, Wales, you know, over the years have had the Giggses and have had. The, the the Gareth Bales and I think Brennan Johnson is I mean yeah. no bias here I think Brennan Johnson is going to be a fantastic player um, and in that case you organise the team to feed one great player and hope you get the goals or you have to go the way Scotland have gone and you make it such a collective effort that the players who are perhaps not at the standard of one of the two I've mentioned so far um, and Andy Robertson will be another one of those and Kieran Tierney will be another one mm -hmm. of those they get right they get risen up they they fill the gap beneath those excellent players. Um, and make up for the lack of an absolute superstar in the team. Um, there's only there's only those two ways of doing it, and if you fail in one of those two ways, you become both the teams in Ireland. Yes. When the teams met in the Euros, though, Scotland played well above themselves. It was their best mm. performance yeah. of the whole thing. But they've improved since then, so it will be interesting to see how it goes. And that's, of course, fun. live on mm. Talk Sport tomorrow night. England versus or Scotland versus Big England. Big up tonight it? as well yeah. on kickoff with Adrian, yeah. Oh, great stuff. Uh, you mentioned Ireland there, your adopted home yeah. country. Um, yeah. Not great. Well, not great is putting it mildly. I mean, <laughs> let, let's do both the Islands yes. in one fell swoop here. Their campaign so far in these Euros can both be absolutely classified under a single uh, word you file them under disaster mm -hmm. um the republic uh, have had three years of stephen kenny now telling mm -hmm. us it's about the future and all the rest of it. now i'm not blaming stephen kenny there are endemic problems um with football in the republic of ireland not least that if you're athletically inclined like yourself charlie yeah you you know first of all you'll be asked to play hurling then you'll be asked to play gaelic football then you'll be asked to play rugby and increasingly and we saw in the recent world championships ireland's athletes are improving as yeah. well and fifth on that list is soccer which is right. hugely popular in this country but not i say the best athletic talent it has got a lot of demands before you get down to playing for your local football team they haven't dealt with it um the fai is a disaster as well and stephen kenny is now holding the results he's also been incredibly unlucky uh, whenever he 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 needs everyone to be fit something yeah, happens and evan ferguson being yeah, out of the two games play. was it was terrible as well um i'm not so sure he can 
survive the result against I mean you, they lost to France and Holland or oh, sorry France and the Netherlands I must mm. properly say yeah. but they can't they, they, they five wins in 25 competitive games is not good enough really um my my his best hope is that they can't afford to sack him because they gave him a new <laughs> contract and he would be expensive to get rid of Northern Ireland same issue they they don't have the talent they they sometimes have in their squad um and it's very hard to see where how they go forward as well unless they can as Michael Hughes can do what traditionally you've had to do with Northern Irish teams and that is once again to fuse limited resources into a better collective but that's not happening at the moment and they're both falling further and further down the rankings again making it harder and harder mm, yeah. to qualify for these tournaments I was very pleased to see just on a side note a mm. selfish side note uh, Sinclair Armstrong made his debut for Ireland uh, and uh, he, he was on loan at Torquay ah. last season and he was absolutely brilliant for us and now he's, he's starting for QPR now it's his home club and, uh, and he's, he's playing up front for playing up front for Ireland it's exciting isn't it when you see a lone player oh, no, at your, of course especially when you're absolutely. lower league when you see a lone player at your team suddenly oh. playing um, you know, oh, internationally don't worry. fantastic every goal that Harry Kane gets friends of mine who sport Millwall and Orient remind yeah. me of where he learned to play football yeah, 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 and, of and of course that is the way football <laughs> fans have to be why wouldn't you delight in a talkie player playing international football it's yeah, great absolutely great presumably uh, though Danny and being Changing sports slightly to rugby. I mean, they must be loving the the Irish rugby oh, yeah. team and great expectations for the. Team. Really interesting how the expectations are being dealt with there, Andy. As you know, Ireland go into the tournament um, ranked number one in the world. I think they've won fifteen internationals on the spin now. The advertising on the television is all about not saying they're going to win it. They're all going, "Shh, you spoiled it last time." It's <laughs> yeah, about really. it's about That's not great. cursing yeah. um, the team. Um, the draw, which was ridiculous, done two years ago. So England have got the group of life, followed by a, a very obvious final uh, route <laughs> yeah. to the final. I mean, Ireland, I think I'm right in saying, could very easily uh, win their group. Um, and meet France in the in the in the quarterfinal. So, but yes, there is tremendous excitement. There's great belief in the team, um, and you know when they, they did so. I mean, the, the recent Grand Slam in the Six Nations yeah. was just stunning to watch. Yeah, they're really and they've good. got tremendous depth, um, with the exception of the 38 year old Sexton who needs to keep himself <laughs> out of out of injury. Played 80 minutes after hasn't played for six months. Played 80 <laughs> minutes and scored two tries. Unbelievable uh, athlete. Unbelievable. No, no, we, we, we are very excited, Andy, but you're not allowed to say Go it. Go and say okay, it. There we are. Fair um, Andy mentioned Neymar earlier on, um, but you yeah. wanted to talk about Neymar and Messi, not who's best. Text us no. 1889. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Look, Neymar, Neymar broke Pele's record of goals for Brazil. Let me say that again for those of you who watch him messing around at PSG for the past three or four years. He has now scored more international goals than Pele. Doesn't make him a better player than Pele. How could it? But it just shows that what we see of him, and in this country, of course, we all think he's a dilettante. Off to carnival, um, injured the whole time. He still managed to find time to sell score 79 goals Amazing. for Brazil. Compare and contrast um, the fate of poor old Richarlison, who in the 5-1 victory over Bolivia fashioned a brilliant chance for himself with a Cruyff mm. cutback, and then blazed the ball over the bar, was immediately substituted after about an hour, and cried, openly wept. Tears, didn't he? Yeah. He wept on the... On the Something's now, up. Now, I suspect that lad needs proper professional help. He's trying too hard for Spurs, and his reaction to when everything goes wrong at the moment is not those of a professional footballer who are trained to treat, you know, triumph and disaster with, with equanimity. Mm. He was sobbing on the sideline. Meanwhile, yeah, Lionel sad. Messi... 
Mm. Um, in the game against um, Ecuador, scored a late free kick for Argentina to give them the victory. They're still far too reliant on him. But bear in mind, that's his 104th international goal. Yeah. We are seeing... We're living through a golden age of great footballers. We all know this with, with the two of them, but there are others as well, including Neymar. I mean, 104 international goals. And Argentina tend to play a lot of only competitive matches because they're World Cup qualifiers yeah. um, and the South American tournaments are, are highly competitive. He's managed to get all those goals. They, they will have to um, find another goal scorer very soon. Make the point as well that today they're playing, sorry, tomorrow they're playing in La Paz, um, in Bolivia, the oh. highest international stadium you can play at. Oh, wow. For a while back, um, FIFA banned internationals um, above two and a half thousand meters um, until Bolivia pointed out they don't have a stadium below two and a half thousand meters, so they put them back in again. <laughs> yeah, that's good. The Argentines are making a big thing of it today. If you look on uh, Twitter, etc., you'll find their players getting off the bus in La Paz, clutching oxygen masks to their face. Oh, wow. Not for a joke. They're actually being Indeed. given oxygen to help them acclimatize. It's a it's a madly difficult fixture. This is why um, Bolivia tend to qualify for the latter stages of these uh, you know tournaments in South America because the uh, home advantage is amazing. Talking of Messi, there was an amazing piece in the Sunday Times yesterday about the Messi effect in Miami, how it's gone Ooh. completely mad. <laughs> Basically, tickets for the games are going for nine hundred dollars. Yes, for a game of football. There's a Hard Rock Cafe offering the messy chicken sandwich and burger. There's a <laughs> beer, pink, pale pink cans of goat ten beer, reference to the pink shirt. The mm -hmm. shirts are selling yeah. like mad. It's incredible, isn't it, really? Because you think he is a transformative footballer. Yeah. There is something about him. He well, obviously is the best player of all time, basically. Yeah, and this, but there's also we're witnessing here another transformation in the game that even Charlie is probably not young enough to be part of, where people don't necessarily follow clubs like Torquay United and Chelsea and Spurs, mm. um, you know, day in, day out. They follow the celebrities. They follow the personalities. They follow individual players. And many of the people buying these messy products uh, have no interest into Miami at all, but they have a great deal of interest in him. I don't understand how you follow a, you know, a team sport through individuals, but then I'm, you know, despite appearances, I'm no longer the teenager I once was. No, never, never. Uh, Danny, you've been fantastic. You, you're with us this week. You're coming over this I'm week. coming back. Wednesday to, to, to Friday, you're on with us this week. I, I'm presenting those days. I'm told I've got to try and breathe new life into the show. <laughs> <in its format. laughs> wow. Harsh. <laughs> Harsh, but you know. Uh, Paul, Paul isn't there, so I thought <laughs> I I'd know, say yeah, it. Yeah, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, we've been asking him when you've had to wear a sticker as an adult, Andy. That's because mm. I'm in and stupid stuff like that comes up after Declan Rice was made to wear I'm the new boy sticker on joining <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, Joe Tanner's been in touch on, on my Twitter. Uh, the sticker I wanted as an adult came about as I work in a supermarket distribution centre. Loading a cage of melons, the melons had a sticker saying, I may not look the best, but I still, I can't read it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read the word melons and then thought, no, I shouldn't have read it Why out. So there we I didn't read it out. Stop. You can't trust these people. You can't, people trying to catch me all afternoon, Andy. You and might they, they've the, caught me twice already. You might assume the producer would vet them. You might assume. <laughs> now, this was on my personal Twitter. Ah. It's my own fault. I can only apologise. Ah, well, there you go. Wouldn't have been that bad. Lots of international football on the weekend, but did yes. you see that uh, the Saudi national team uh, played at St. James's Park? Oh, oh, oh! I can't imagine why. <laughs> and uh, they lost three-one to Costa Rica, and uh, a massive crowd of five thousand people. Oh gosh, they could have played at Exeter City, St James's Park, instead. <laughs> yeah, they could have done. Sid James's Park, we call that, Andy. Oh, yeah, because we, we call do. It. Yeah, we hate City. Like we them. hate City. So they lost <laughs> for the weekend. Yes, that was a shock in the women's Champions League, the semi-finals last year. Arsenal suffered an early exit. That was really surprising. Yeah, that was a shock, wasn't it? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The we coach was, well. He was quite a strange quote from Edeval, you know, the, the Arsenal coach. Yeah. He said, what morale by the players to never give up? They went out in the qualifiers, mate. They lost, <laughs> lost them out. That's them out, out You're not going to win it? all the time. Well, no, but that might help if you won that one. Sometimes we're going to be on the wrong side of taking a penalty. Uh, the important thing is don't let that define you. Okay, fine. Oh, there we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, strange. Well, it's a bit of a strange, yeah. We've also been asking mm. what happened on your street after Andy was at the epicentre this weekend of uh, an international crime manhunt. Um, and I, I had Poldark filming on the beach down from my house. Not my beach, I should add. Anyway, it was incredibly boring until a stunt person <laughs> fell off a horse and broke their arm. Oh, that's nice for the stunt person. Really livened everyone's day up there. I wonder if he's found work since... Never, you know, you know Poldark, you know the pole, the lead lad. Have you seen yeah, Poldark? Well, uh, what's his that's name? Sort of very Aiden, Aiden something, something. Aiden something. Aiden something. Aiden yeah. something. I'm sure we'll get it in our ear Surely in a minute. Yeah. You'll know. It's meant to be a Cornish bloke, isn't he, Andy? Is it's he? meant to be like Corn Poldark, Cornish. Aiden Turner, proper. Cur- He's never seen a pasty in his life. <laughs> Have you seen his? Have you, have you seen his six pack? He looks unbelievable. He's never even seen a small traditional. Really? Never. Oh never. well, you don't you, you don't look like that if you do. Fair enough. That, it was it's a remake that because it was on before. Wasn't oh, it? Was yeah, it? oh yeah, yeah, it's a long, long time ago. Yeah, really, long long time. But there you go. I've decided that I can't stand third umpires or TMOs that mm. overlook at an incident. You know that thing when they're studying an incident, yeah, and you're sitting there screaming, "You can see it! <laughs> what are you waiting for? I'd like to see that again. Can you yeah, run it past yeah. me? Have you got the Have you got the other angle? Can you just rock yeah. and roll it? Shut up!" <laughs> Honestly, it drives yeah. me mad that. Get Just the make the decision. 
Yeah, get rid of all the minds, say. And we've got a text here. Chelsea are rubbish. England are rubbish. Football is rubbish. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Oh, we were at a fair recently and my daughter, I was with my eight-year-old daughter and seven-year-old daughter. She's nearly eight. Uh, and uh, she said, oh, can we, can we do that? And it was five quid to chuck three balls at some cans and you had to knock all the cans off and I went I went it's can can we not do it it is a scam I will give you the fiver no I want that massive teddy I said I'll give you the fiver if we don't have to do the scam fall for the scam we ended up falling for the scam it's a scam you You don't do it no of course not no one ever wins my friend paid him off he went how much for the teddy we said don't tell her but how much for the teddy 20 quid Oh, really? The Bought game. the massive teddy, let him, let him have it. So apparently you can do a deal. You don't, really? Uh, I didn't the know coconut that. shy. Yeah. Or just go, you know, Sainsbury's and better, buy it. Better to win it. Exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, you may have heard uh, from time to time that uh, I'm quite obsessed with readers' trousers. Oh, okay. <laughs> these are offers in national newspapers for trousers. Oh, lovely. They always have these sort of great claims, they're fantastic claims. So this one, and I'm going to risk saying a word that I can never pronounce properly on okay. it and always get slaughtered, but I'll do my best. If you stop wearing jeans because you now find them uncomfortable, then these Pegasus brand are the answer to your prayers. Oh, very nice. Who's prayed for jeans that fit them? <laughs> Nobody. Well, obviously, you've never... Imagine <laughs> <laughs> you going to church and, put, you know, basically kneeling and then saying... Yeah, yeah, but many times I've come off a summer holiday, Andy, when I've been away on the all-inclusive and thought, I'll just stick me jeans on or prayed to try and do them up. <laughs> When they're a slim fit and I've bought a 34 waist, it's no good. Tell Chris Ecky Thump to get a new internet provider. Well, his line wasn't great. No, it wasn't. I said Ecky Thump earlier to everyone and, and, and no one knew what I was on about. No, even I didn't know it's what I was on It's a goodie sketch. Yeah. It's a goodie. We always used to call a black pudding an Ecky Thump. I was in a church on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Very unusual, Weird. really. Yeah. Not on the run from the law. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It <laughs> With was, your mate. Uh, it was the Chiswick Literary Festival, oh. Chiswick Book Festival. Oh, yeah. And, uh, All those tweets were right. They were. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went to see an hour with Nadia Hussein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you wrote that down, I people know. go, "No, that's too much." It was too much to be <laughs> really much. honest. An hour with Nadia Hussein. Yeah, my wife enjoyed it. She likes us. I, yeah. I, sort of, I did it for her. Really, I oh, must well, say, I yeah. did sit there thinking, "This is quite a long hour." <laughs> it's when, when the football's not on, Andy. Well, she didn't do any cooking. Really, she just talked about cooking. You know, which oh, was, okay. I was hoping for some cooking demonstrations and in the church. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we are. Well, we weren't allowed to cook in there. That's probably true. We'll as get well. a little stove out. <laughs> Knock out some bacon and eggs. Yeah. Be lovely in there. Isn't it? There we are. It would. There we are. That was the World Black Pudding Throwing Championships. We're covering that on Talksport on a weekend, where there was the Rugby World Cup started and <laughs> all sorts of many other it things. Was some good games. Yeah, Talking England, the Rugby World Cup. Oh yeah. Anthony Burns wrote to the Sun. He said, "Okay, they were, <laughs> I love these sort of letters. It was nice to see the Princess of Wales of England's first match of the rugby season. So you think, oh yeah, that's nice. Oh, that enjoyed it. Yeah. Pity the same support wasn't shown for the women's England football oh. team." You know, I think it was. Giveth. No, I think <laughs> people were disappointed that the royal family didn't fly, oh, yes. out, fly out to Australia to watch the match. Well, I agree. Uh, not hugely keen on sport or talking, but love having you guys on. That's very nice Ooh, that's from very Anonymous nice. there. I must congratulate Piers Morgan, A, for getting this fantastic oh, okay. exclusive interview, which yeah. is, I think, Just what six, six million people on it and saw the thing mm. on. But it's a two-hour interview. How do you get two hours out of that? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I could speak to Luis Rubiales for two no. hours. As someone who's just struggled to get eight minutes out of the... Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh, right. Ecky Thumb. 
throwing <laughs> championships. I think you're absolutely right, Andy. Also, you don't need to congratulate Piers Morgan. He's too busy doing that himself. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. About to be about out of our depth, Andy, aren't we now? Well, I don't know. I was reading about you it. Out your depth for you and your depth. You've been doing your research. You've done a bit of research. Your YouTube. You a YouTuber? You could be a YouTuber, Andy. I tried. You tried it? Yeah. I think I only got up to it. I didn't go viral. I've not seen you doing any celebrity boxing so far <laughs> this year. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? it would be, Get yeah, you on UV KS, KSI? No, I don't think so. <laughs> a few people interested in the uh, in the uh, Europe, European Cup um, cauliflower that I mentioned earlier on by accident. <laughs> the cauliflower. <laughs> the cauliflower. The cauliflower, which is very nice indeed. Anyway. Uh, it was the Sidemen charity match at the London Stadium. I don't want to. You don't want to sound like an old man, do you? You don't want to sound like you're moaning about the Beatles or Elvis swinging his hips. I don't understand the attraction of the YouTube thing. And you've got and you've got the and I've got and, I've, the right and my age. son is 16 yeah. and he shows me this stuff all the time and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't get no, it. But it, I'm not wrong. They're right. Sixty-two thousand people turned up at exactly London Stadium. They did turn up at the Norwich Theatre on Saturday night. Sixty-two thousand of them. <laughs> no, I tell didn't. you that. So there's a difference there. So but I tell you, who does know all about it <laughs> is uh, Max Whittle, and uh, he was. I don't know if he was there over the weekend or not. Let's find out. Let's speak to him now. Hey, Max. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Uh, were you at the Sidemen charity match this weekend? I was. I was the stadium announcer. Oh and I must say, I had to do some research as well, guys. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that way. Not just me. Not just me and Andy. <laughs> well, was it because you didn't know everyone who was there or just a few of them there, you knew? Yeah, by the way, I am starting to... I'm wondering what Andy did on, on YouTube. I need to find that out later. But there were 35 <laughs> YouTubers there. I think, we can get your, I think we can get your views up this afternoon, Andy. <laughs> yeah. People are going... What, what, what's the main title of the one that people you'd like to watch on YouTube? Uh, let me have a look well, while you speak to Max. Yeah, yeah, Max. Uh, I think we can get. Do you think we can get Matt, um, Andy in the next Sidemen charity match? <laughs> I think we could start. Let's start a little petition on Talksport. Let's try and get him on there. There were thirty-five YouTubers <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Okay, so they've got the Sidemen FC, which are the original crew. They've got twenty million subscribers on YouTube. So less than Andy, I'll put it that way. Mm. And they played the YouTube All Stars. So thirty-five in total. And it is a laugh because, I mean, people obviously know that YouTube is all about creating fun content. Yep. Some of the videos these guys do, stuff like Seven Days Stranded at Sea, $200 holiday versus $20,000 holiday. Oh, nice, but yeah. it's all for charity. So they raised nearly two and a half million pounds Amazing. on Saturday. That kind of speaks to the level of fame and audience they have. So I did the same job last year at the Valley. So it's about 27,000. And honestly, guys, I've never seen fame like it before people were throwing their phones from 10 20 rows up just so one of their favorite youtubers could take a selfie and throw oh it back gosh. i don't know wow. if they got their phone back but that's that's the sort of um fame and, and expectation you're talking about here yeah we've seen a lot of rise of youtube boxing youtube sports video games this idea a lot of these people i'm reading about a lot of these guys they started by just doing videos of them playing video games so other people are watching them play at home it sounds like yeah. it's such a mad concept but it's obviously working well look the radio stream now isn't it so they yes. watch you for three hours guys well now you've got mark clattenberg mm. refereeing this game as well so imagine that he uh, he actually showed someone a yellow card a guy called max fosh one of the youtubers oh, yeah. and max got his i don't know if you play uno guys but the yeah. reverse uno card 
So he sent the yellow card straight back to Mr. Oh, Clattenburg. That's, nice. that's, so the nice. sort of, <laughs> that's the sort of football match we're talking about. 13 goals. And as you said, Andy, 60,000 fans. It was quite cool as the announcer to, to know that whatever I said, um, the response would be just 60,000 fans screaming rapidly. So that was nice. What was, the, what was the standard like? Yeah, the game. Uh, good, good, good question. I would say it was sort of like going to watch your local team on a Sunday, maybe. That it was almost slow motion football. There were the side men won eight five. Uh, I don't know what you make of that, but this is always a high scoring affair. And the Simon FC have won three in a row now. But it's it's all about their live stream. So this goes out on YouTube on the day. So there are sixty thousand in the stadium, but nearly twenty million people have watched it on their YouTube channel. So. That's why they get so much money raised, which is great. There were five charities on the day. But that the level of football, I don't think they're interested in. They're, okay. All the players are mic'd up. Uh, they've all got crazy nicknames. Mini Minter, Zerka, yeah. Bazinga, who cool. scored the first goal and took his shirt off. But you guys mentioned there in the studio, KSI, with his boxing match. So he yeah. was in goal for that very reason, because he's got a fight coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. Whether you call it a fight or not, I don't know. But, he's yeah. a big dosser. That's what he is. He's a, he's a, he's a big dosser. I did see at one point everyone trying to punch him. What was that all about? Yes. Uh, so there was a so there's a YouTuber called Speed who's American and everybody wants him to score in this game. It's his second year playing in it. And he's a massive fan of Ronaldo. So he does the big Sioux uh, celebration. He scored oh, yeah. two goals now that were both offside. He had a penalty. Uh, it was rolling sub. So Speed was on the bench. They called him on. Up he stepped. KSI in goal. Speed taking the penalty. And he just passed it to KSI. And and it, it kind of started a little fight, but it um, wasn't really a fight. You know what I mean? Really, yeah. Apparently, in last year's game, <laughs> he was given a yellow card after whipping the referee with his t-shirt. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. And that, <laughs> there got, few and that got sixty million hits. <laughs> I'm my, yes, he went viral. If you want to know my uh, oh yes, it's, it's had two point three thousand views. It's called Amon. That's my. Okay, yeah, no, nice. Known Amon. As Amon. Okay. Amon's no content video. Oh, I like, I like yeah. it. So if you search this that, it's going to get you in the side, men. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like how you said two point three thousand. It was, I was expecting <laughs> million there. <laughs> I'm impressed with two point three thousand. I've got another one good. I did for Talk Sport oh, yeah. on YouTube that that did do quite well. That okay. was in the one I did on the beach in Rio during the 2014 World Cup. What's your nickname? What's your YouTube nickname? I am Amon. 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 You should know that. Why don't you know that? (laughs) You're the one that's going to be saying it at Wembley next year. (laughs) It might. It might very well be at Wembley. We've gone St Mary's, the Valley, London Stadium. So and then. Yeah, look. they'll sell it out in ten minutes. Andy, the it's Chelsea incredible. fan's been. It's not you, Andy, but a different Andy, the Chelsea fan. I watched the charity game with my son. I recognised two of them, which I was really pleased with. <laughs> it's very entertaining for the wrong. They should do like a mashup of like they should like have a few of the of the YouTubers, and then for for people of a slightly old, they should have like people from Heidi High in it, or like um, <laughs> like people who presented Blue Peter in the in the in the late nineties. You know, just a few old school celebs in there as well. Yeah, because I think I think Mark Clattenburg at thirty-eight, I believe, is probably the oldest human in the stadium. So mm. we need to get the average age up a little bit. Don't discriminate, hey. Okay, now the other one is fifteen thousand views. The other one. Oh, Not very bad. nice. Amon. It's called the, no, the heat is on. Andy Jacobs tries reporting in the sun. Oh wow, that sounds yeah. good. The heat is on.
me in on sure. Copacabana Beach. Oh wow, that sounds nice. That sounds very nice. Surely some know. of those comedy hits you've done, Charlie, have uh, no, hit the YouTube. No, no, I can't do it. No? Can find me on Instagram. A pathetic amount of followers okay. on Instagram. If people want to follow me on there, so that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> Max, you've been excellent. You've explained it. Honestly, shameless, <laughs> shameless plugging, isn't it? Uh, Max. <laughs> You've been, this is what YouTubers have to do. You have to say like and subscribe. Come and follow me. See me. Come and do my thing. Come and buy my drink. All those things, isn't it, man? Definitely. Well, there'll be what there'll be one another game next year, and it'll be bigger and better. So yeah. just follow the side, men. I don't get any money for saying this, but they are a funny bunch, and they and they raise a lot of money. Oh, there we are. Very nice. Thanks, Max. Thank you. Thank you very much. There we are. Uh, now, TalkSport Sam Island is still down at the BGC Charity Day in Canary Wharf this afternoon. He's also caught up with John Terry, and he says he backs Pochettino to be a success at Chelsea, Andy. We've seen that over the years with him and his experience and what he's done previously. Um, we are a young squad. They've just literally all been thrown together, haven't they, this year and stuff. So there's a lot of talent there. Uh, we've had a few injuries well not go away. So... Um, listen, loads of football to be played this season, but hopefully exciting stuff. And this year, I can see it as more of a kind of blending together and, and then we'll see where we go next season. Yeah. There we are. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I think it's... Uh, anything is, it's been, a, it's been a strange process. I think if, they had, if they'd never got Potter in, if they'd got Pochettino in and just bought a striker and a goalkeeper, I think they'd have been a lot better off. What, they, mm. what they'd done is basically sell all their youth team products and buy somebody else's youth team products. And I can't see what they've mm. achieved by doing that. And it's just going to take him time. But there have been signs, good signs, and the stats say that they're doing pretty well. The, the one stat that they're not doing pretty well is sticking it in the net. It's quite an important one. Everyone's been telling them to buy but, a striker, haven't they? So Yeah, even Martin Samu yesterday making the same point. That was the headline saying, how can you spend $1.4 and not... And forget to buy a reliable goal scorer. So everybody that's, can see it. It's a good fun um, troll name for if he does fail. If well, Pochettino I think, I think, does well, I think the fail. worst, the, the thing I fear is that I think it's going to be a very sticky period for, for Chelsea the next few weeks. Yeah. And Graham Potcher. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> fear that, but I do fear that the two blokes who are responsible for putting together this sort of very strange squad are going to then be under pressure and they're going to try and put the pressure on Pochettino. And that's my yeah. fear, where really, if anybody gets sacked, it should be those two. I mean, who buys four defensive midfielders and then sends one out on loan yeah. because you've bought too many? And one of them costs 115 million quid. So it's it's absolutely Chelsea, that's, that's who do that, Andy. Well, it's mad. You yeah. know, it's, it's absolutely not. If, you, if, you, if I was the director of football, it's not the way I would have put a team together. And, you know, that's what know. they've done. Apparently, isn't it? all these scouts are going to be replaced by AI. You don't oh, need nice. AI to know that you need a striker, really. <laughs> it's fantastic. There we are. We'll all be replaced by AI in uh, in the in the end. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, Charlie, can you let Mr. Jacobs know I've just watched his three minute thirty second <laughs> YouTube video really? guest starring Claire Balding and her dog. <laughs> Thir- three minutes and thirty seconds. I'll never get back. <laughs> Cheers, AJ. You're not wrong for the monologue. That's Carlos. <laughs> the sw- monologues. That'd be mm. a great podcast for you, Andy. Uh, Carlos uh, in Swansea. Um, I hate that phrase. Is there's there's a day I'll never get back. There's a, you don't get any of it back, <laughs> whether it's good or bad. You don't get it back. So you may as well try and do everything you want to do. I think he's got a point. Though. <laughs> he will never get that. Time I know, back. but you know that that's his choice. I've wasted his time. Let's but, be yeah, but it's his I choice to sit and that. watch that. Yeah. You know, take responsibility for your own self, Carlos. <laughs> very, very true. I like this letter. Ian Owen, he often writes to the Sun. Oh, okay. He says, 
Well done to Coco Goff on winning the US Open tennis final yep. at the age of 19. I'm sure she's delighted that you've said this. If she carries on delivering at this level, she'll only have to play until she's 30 and will be financially secure for life. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Plus, as she's so young, there'll be plenty for her to do after tennis. Yeah. Oh, that's Honestly, nice. Nice he's thinking about her. I, did, I, saw a, I saw a Q&A with her, actually, uh, this morning on, on, on TikTok <laughs> with Coca Goff. Um, oh, yeah. And she was going, oh, what, what do you think I should do? She won $3 million. Yeah. And some, one of the que questions she asked was, what do you think I should do with the money, guys? And someone said, why don't you pay off some debts? <laughs> and I thought, she's been a world-class tennis player since <laughs> she's debts. 15. Yeah. She's not got any debt. She's not, you know, <laughs> borrowing it to get around the world, is she? No, not at all. Talking of rich people and their money, oh, yeah. this letter is well to the sun. Oprah Winfrey and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are begging people to donate to help the people of Hawaii after yeah. the wildfires. Mm -hmm. Both are multi-millionaires. I hope they've given money. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Do you think they have? Do you think they have, they have? Do you think they have? Of course Or they've they just have. given their time? I'll give my time. No, I'll give could. it some exposure. I'd imagine they've done both, would be my Probably guess. Probably both. Probably both. Anything else? Or should we go to a break? What do you think? Go to a break. Go to a break. Go on, then. Okay. Um, well, we've put uh, a special on my Instagram. Me and Andy have just put a special message to new followers on Instagram. So go and find that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Anything else to add, Andy? Do you want to uh, give yeah, us anything so more before we all go home? Well, I could do. But then I'll have nothing One minute of gold. That's what we've got left, apparently. <laughs> Producer just tells me, one, one minute, minute of, gold. of gold. All right. I have this thing. When we do our podcast extra... Oh, yeah. I always do this thing about this woman writes this column. I call it column fodder. Okay. This, this is the sort of column she writes it, and you think, does she realise that people are actually going to read this? <laughs> yeah. You can't believe, and also, you can't believe she actually gets paid. Anyway, here's yesterday's, a little bit from yesterday. Watch out, mozzies, I'm biting back. How lovely it's been to have this Indian summer with cloudless blue skies and the evenings warm enough to eat outside. Yeah, we know. Except, except the mosquitoes. Perhaps it's only our area of northwest London that the mozzies have made their presence known. Well, of course it isn't. <laughs> oh. But we've been subjected to the maddening zzzz as the nasty little things cruise back and forth in front of your nose, preventing sleep before landing silently to take a bite. Yeah, they're mosquitoes, that's what they do. This is what people some, want. As someone a From bit allergic to their bites when I travel, I take an arsenal, I don't mention them, of anti mozzie kit. And at home, we're unprepared. But at home, we're unprepared for this invasion. The best solution I found is a portable fan whizzing round my nose instead. Noisy but far less honestly. Lovely. The Amon monologues available on YouTube <laughs> as much as you want. Um and he's the editor. Are you serious? You're not actually putting that in your column. Yeah, right? he did. One minute of gold, and that's what we gave you. It's me and Ade Oladipo tomorrow, and our guests in the studio include won't Richard. Be doing mosquitoes, <laughs> I bring you that. Uh, our guests include Richard Osman. That'll be exciting. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. Uh, me and Ade Oladipo tomorrow, Andy. You and Danny Kelly on Wednesday. Yeah, lovely. Lovely stuff. See you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.